wonderful friend, welcome to Faith FM, the Rife Time Big Q&A. This is the program where we respond to difficult questions concerning God, faith, contemporary religion and the Bible, and where we look at the world religious trends in the light of Bible prophecy. I am Nick Rita, your host. Thank you for tuning in. It's wonderful to have you with us today, and please stay with us for this hour as we are uh, going to open the Bible again, look into some of the things which we um, already uh, looked at uh, during the week, but we are trying to bring it together now and uh, learn a bit more. But yeah, you know that you can be part of this program, and I'm encouraging you to send us a text message to 04 triple eight eight zero eight double one make sure that you have this number uh, written down because we'll come a little bit later to give you the uh, offer which we have for today and you know that uh, we're always happy to give you a gift you know but we'll love you to come along with us here share with us uh, some of your thoughts some of your uh, um you know, maybe you have a question, maybe you have a prayer, and I will really encourage you today to send those prayer requests. You may have somebody on your mind, would you like to pray for? Why not to pray uh, for the Moner here? And, uh, the, you know, where two or three are gathered together in the name of uh, our Lord Jesus Christ, uh, the presence of the Lord, it's among them. And, you know, through prayer, through intercessory prayer, I think it's a very good way of uh, uh, reaching out to uh, our friends, to support them in their uh, needs. And, you know, we are um, all over the world. The Seventh-day Adventist Church is put together a week of prayer. And wherever you go in this world, you'll come across this uh, a week of prayer. Now, I know that because of the Southern Hemisphere and Northern Hemisphere, they, there can be sometimes different times when they do the week of prayer. But here, at least in uh, uh, Southern Hemisphere, we are doing right now the week of prayer. And we were uh, approaching a few things uh, in regard to this. Uh, we, we call this um, a way of witnessing for our Lord Jesus Christ, for God, through prayer. And we ask a few questions already. In time of personal struggle, how do you witness for God in times of trouble, of difficulties? Then also witnessing in the court of kings. And we know that people of God, they had to witness before even the kings of this earth. But they could not go there just unprepared. They need to be prepared, and the prayer was one of the things which uh, they will always um, they always considered. And also uh, the unlikely witness. People can witness to other people, even through those means or those people who may not think that offer much. But if you pray to God and allow Him to take you through, uh, that will happen. That will happen. Also witnessing in death. Now that was a very interesting one. How can you witness uh, for God uh, when you're not able to speak? Because I, I I don't know people who are dead and they can speak. But interesting enough that through their experience, you know, through what they leave behind, they can speak a lot. Today we are going to uh, look a little bit more into even unto death, to witness to God even unto death. Now, it's my privilege to say hello to our co-host uh, here with us in the studio, and it's Tracy 
Papandreou, Tracy, it's good to have you with us. Thanks, Nick. How are you and how are all the listeners? Well, I was going to ask you something today because I know you've been somewhere where I want to go. I'm not sure if I still have time to go or not. Um, but here in Adelaide, something is going on right now. What did, was that? Yes, there was. The, the, we've got the Royal Adelaide Show on and just like a true um, neo-Adelaidean, mm-hmm. I uh, thought I have to go and experience that so I can feel like a real Adelaidean. I only got a few hours there because I was rushing around trying to get prepared for today. Um, but uh, I got to see some of the wonderful things that the ladies from the Country Women's Association have prepared, such wonderful talents that uh, the Lord has embedded in some of our ladies and also some of the wonderful produce that uh, comes from this wonderful state. I saw some wonderful, beautiful uh, displays of God's handiwork. Mm. in beautiful orchid displays and plant displays it wet my appetite i'm i'm planning a, a full day off for um for next year so i can experience more more fully so Beautiful. yeah well uh, tracy as you may know by now my dear friend listening to faith fm drive time bq and a here every friday she comes with us and sharing she's very passionate of sharing about our lord jesus christ and uh, today we are going to talk a bit more about prayer but uh, tracy is uh, continuing to worship with the uh, Seventh-day Adventist Church here in Adelaide. Uh, that's Brighton Church. Yes, um, anything going on in Brighton Church right now, Tracy? And probably you could give us the address if somebody's listening in that area. Yes, so uh, as you mentioned, uh, in all of the Seventh-day Adventist churches all over the world right now, we've got the Week of Prayer and uh, we've been uh, going through some readings and spending some time in special prayer groups. Um, we've actually this year had a couple of homes open uh, each night through the week and that's been a lovely opportunity to have a more intimate experience in in small groups in in prayer and I've certainly very much been uh, blessed by that experience uh, we've got our um, a, a night uh, in Brighton Church uh, this evening at 7 p.m. Um, and that's in uh, Amelia Street in Hove is uh, where uh, our church is I think it's number 10 I'm not quite sure but if you drive along in Amelia Street you'll see the church or just search for the uh, Seventh-day Adventist yeah, Church exactly. in the area yes. exactly, exactly so and we'd love to have you come along and share with us uh, as well if if uh, if you're not doing anything tonight and you'd like to have some lovely uh, spiritual time then please come and join us wonderful wonderful hey I would like to say hello to our good friend David Delima let's see if he's with us if he's hearing us uh, David uh, can you hear us yes Nick and Tracy lovely to be broadcasting with you again Wonderful. It's good to, um, to have you with us. Uh, David, again, traveling, you know, man, you, you, you put some miles, guy, you know, uh, yeah. uh, these days. This is true. This yeah. Is true. But that's I'm good. Delighted to, delighted to hear that uh, Tracy's enjoyed the Royal Adelaide show. Because yes. we, for about uh, 20 years, we had a wonderful pro-life stand there at the Royal Adelaide show. Okay. We were uh, handing out comics and uh, balloons had video footage and we had models of the developing baby. Uh, I mention this, of course, because just this week we've had the bad news that Mexico has decriminalised abortion. So this is most disturbing. 
the United States, of course, uh, last year went the other way and realised that the, the alleged right to abortion uh, found in the Constitution uh, didn't in fact exist. Mm. So uh, Mex- Mexico and the United States uh, neighbouring countries, but uh, taking a diametrically different view about the sanctity of life. All right. Okay. Well, uh, hey, David, it's good to have you with us uh, today, uh, as I said. And uh, I know uh, I'm not sure if you are able to stay with us for the whole program or maybe just a little bit at the beginning, but... Yeah, just for about 15 minutes. Okay. Okay. Let's let's uh, move into these things first uh, under the... um, World Watch segment. And mm. uh, before I'm going to bring to uh, our attention here an article, I wonder if you have anything uh, in particular and special to share, David. Well, here in Australia, we've got troubles, of course, and the indigenous voice of parliament is very much the hot potato and will be for the next um, four weeks or so, five weeks until the 14th of October when the referendum will be held. Mm. And um, I must say, Nick, I'm so disappointed with our federal parliament in this matter because a referendum is a very serious thing. It's it's the most serious decision that a nation can take, that mm. is to change its its constitution. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, the founding fathers made it very difficult to change the constitution, not to resist change, but to ensure that everyone pretty much was in agreement. So not only is a majority of voters nationally required, but also a majority of the states. So there are six states, and you need four out of six or more, as well as the national majority. So we call this a a double majority. Mm. You need four out of six states or more to pass the referendum. So the the polling at the moment is showing strongly no, but uh, not overwhelmingly so. In other words, the nation is pretty much split down the middle. Now, this is no way to put a referendum. Uh, the, the first rule of public relations is don't ask the question without knowing the answer. Mm-hmm. And I, I cannot believe that the parliament just presumed that the people would go along with this proposal and whether you're, whether you're for or against it, I'm not talking about that today. I'm just talking about the process. And the process is a most foolish one in that uh, it, it was never clear that there'd be a majority for or against. And that means that you have division both now, which will continue and probably get worse. And th- there will be huge disappointment one way or the other, whether it passes or fails. You're going to have winners and losers. Mm-hmm. You've got indigenous, indigenous people against indigenous people. You've got non-indigenous against non-indigenous on the issue. And it's a complete um, kerfuffle. The, the whole point of a referendum is that when the people are gripped, as they were, for example, back in 1967, when uh, there was a change to the Constitution to give the federal parliament power to legislate for the indigenous people, mm-hmm. uh, the, the, the entire nation was gripped. Uh, overwhelmed, uh, and something something like ninety seven percent of the population voted in favour of the proposal. Now that is how to run a referendum. When you know that the outcome will be an overwhelming one, you'll get the double majority. You'll make the change, and everyone will be happy. Uh, this is exactly the opposite of what we're seeing at the moment, Nick. Wow. Yes, in, that's not good. And, and it's true, David, that creates a uh, lots of problems with, uh, with uh, people. I mean, I'm, myself, I'm not so uh, into it because I don't understand most of the things, you know, uh, going on. But, uh, mm. uh, yeah, I believe, uh, and I heard about it. That's very interesting that I heard about from the um, indigenous uh, community, uh, which are very confused. 
and some of them even never heard about it and all those things. I don't know uh, what's going on and to be honest uh, myself, that's what I don't get uh, that much in politics because here yeah, it's hard for me to to even... Uh, but Nick, you will yeah. be required to vote. I know, so, but that's why... So uh, this is the thing that we do need to... We do need to kind of uh, know what we are voting for or against because our numbers will count, especially when the numbers are so uh, so close. Okay, mm. and, and what uh, in this case? I just said I'm yeah. I'm not informed uh, properly. Same, uh, same, I, same here, Nick. Same I, here. I don't know exactly. what to do. I mean, exactly. uh, uh, and then what should I do then? Just uh, because this is interesting. I heard about this week. I'm not sure, David, you may be able to uh, help us with this. Um, I heard about that only two countries in the world, actually, they have compulsory uh, voting. One is Australia, and I think one is Belgium or something like that. Uh, big big yes, countries. Yes. Now, okay, yes. Um, it is true that the almost all the countries of the world do not have compulsory voting. Mm-hmm. Uh, first, first point, uh, the United States doesn't... Uh, the uh, United Kingdom doesn't. In total, I believe there are about 17 nations, but as you say, some of them are quite small. Mm-hmm. But uh, the, the other point is that uh, other other nations do not have a say in the change of their constitution, which is their national rule book. Okay. So, for example, in Britain, the parliament can just change the constitution at will. Uh, in the United States, the people are only indirectly involved in that they elect members of a convention that will then make the change or consider the proposal for Mm -hmm. for the change. Uh, But Australia is very, very unusual in that the people directly control the constitution. Uh, So our will is supreme in the matter. That's why it's so important that we understand what this proposal is all about. Unfortunately, uh, there isn't anyone in Australia who truly understands what it's about. Mm. And, and, and those who are in favour of it are not able to explain precisely how it's going to work. And those who are against it uh, are very upset uh, on that particular issue. Mm. Uh, there is a, a saying going around, uh, if you don't know, vote no. But I find that very unsatisfactory. I'm saying to people, if you don't know, at least try and find out. And in my letterbox this week, probably the same for you, or maybe next week, the Australian Electoral Commission has issued a booklet providing information both for and against the proposal, mm-hmm. and the, the the arguments for and against have been provided by members of parliament. Uh, so the Electoral Commission just receives that advice from the parliament and puts the details out without any change. So uh, I do thank God for the wonderful neutrality of our Australian electoral officers, unlike, I should add, uh, parenthetically, the United States, where the elections are run by the political parties. Mm. <laughs> and and even worse, uh, if uh, whenever there's an election, you've got to re-enrol to get uh, to get your ballot paper, whereas in Australia, once you're on the electoral roll, you stay on it until death. So uh, it's a very strange system that, that they have in America, and we don't realise how blessed we are in Australia to have mm. such a wonderful civic system where the people must be consulted and give their overwhelming approval for for a change uh, so much as down to a full stop, so to speak, mm. in the Constitution. 
Indeed, indeed. Well, uh, we may need to pray for these things, um, yeah. uh, you yeah. know, uh, and, and yeah, be informed and uh, um, yeah, ask God uh, what we need to mm-hmm. do in this regard, too, you know. Uh, David, I'm wondering, do you have another five minutes or not? Um, yes. Okay. Yes. All right. Look, well, just very quickly on this one. Um, I was very overwhelmed to, with this situation. You know, an article says here, Azerbaijan blockade causing the starvation of 120,000 Armenians. This is a genocide, uh, experts warn. Now, experts have uh, warned U.S. Uh, Congress, uh, uh, Tom uh, Lanton, uh, the Human Rights Commissioner, that the U.S. government must be careful to avoid becoming complicit in ongoing uh, genocide against those uh, 120,000 Armenians living in uh, Nagorno-Karabakh, I think it is uh, uh, pronounced. Um, Now, I'm not going to go necessarily into this article. I wonder if you are familiar a bit with this, uh, David, and what's your um, opinion in regard to that? And there will be many families, and I'm asking somebody like yourself who's very much into to protect family, to help family, to to unite, uh, you know, together to resolve some of the problems which come along. What's your take on this one? Yes, uh, most disturbing to hear that there is this potential threat of, of massive loss of life uh, by the action of Azerbaijan. And uh, what's what's necessary, I think, is for us to... Uh, realize that in this uh, sinful world, uh, it's not just uh, individuals who who can be negative and, and hating towards each other, but it can be entire nations. And uh, it's a great pity that uh, sometimes there are tensions between particular nations that go back hundreds and hundreds of years, uh, multi generations. Mm. You know uh, what what you did to my people uh, five hundred years ago. Uh, we've never forgiven sort of thing. Uh, so that's a real issue. Uh, a second matter of concern from our perspective is that um, while the, the the second greatest commandment, love your neighbour as yourself, certainly applies to the individual, it should also apply to nations. Mm. And uh, unfortunately, uh, the, West, the West has uh, largely sat back and watched things happen time and again. Uh, we saw it in Rwanda about uh, uh, 25 to 30 years ago uh, when the United Nations, though, though present, did absolutely nothing uh, in order to stop the, uh, the, the warfare between the tribes, uh, yeah. leading to, to massive loss of life. So we see this time and again, and we need, we need to, to apply that second greatest commandment to nations, not just individuals, and be prepared to step in to rescue people. It's a bit like if your next door neighbour, you know, there's a domestic violence situation, you can hear the screams, you can uh, observe what's going on and, and yet do nothing. Well, that, that would not be acceptable uh, down your street or mine. Why is that acceptable internationally? Mm. Yeah, very good question and, and even more disturbing, uh, David, as you pointed out, when you see uh, people who are uh, who are living together for, for hundreds and hundreds of years, you know, and all of a sudden, you know, you just have that conflict. I mean, look at uh, Ukraine and uh, Russia. Um, I remember myself, even in Romania, during 
during the re- revolution there, uh, we lived with the Hungarian people there for a long time, and all of a sudden we were all against each other, you know. Um, it's so easy, actually, to burst some of these uh, these things. But uh, I believe, uh, politically, uh, people who have authority and power to do some things, I think it, it, there is something there which is uh, not quite right, you know, to get the involvement in the right way to help some of those uh, situations. Yes. All right. Well, uh, we'll leave it there, David, for now. Thank you very much again for um, coming with us today. May God bless you. I wonder if you could just say a short prayer now uh, before you leave, uh, David, and uh, maybe yeah, think of these uh, people uh, in um, the Armenians and also for what you just said a bit earlier in regard to the confusion we have here in Australia in regard to this um, uh, referendum. Yes. Our Father in heaven, we have so much to bring to you. We do pray indeed for the situation in Armenia, the, the awful threat they're facing. We commit that matter to you. We also pray concerning the unborn in Mexico who are now facing isolation. And we, we commit them to you and we pray for righteous judges and righteous members of parliament to, be, to rise up who will correct the law in order to protect human life. And here in Australia, we do pray for our beloved Indigenous people. Uh, we seek their highest good. We commit them to you. And we do lament hugely the terrible division that's come upon our society as a result of this foolish action by the Federal Parliament to present a referendum to the people without knowing whether the people are ready to make this change uh, or whether it's, whether it's a wise change. So we commit that to you, and we do pray that there would be grace and mercy extended so that the terrible divisions which are now facing our communities, both Indigenous and non-Indigenous, will be dealt with. So we submit this whole matter to the Lordship of Christ. In his name we pray. Amen. 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 God bless you, David. This program is made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio. And we thank you also to Adventist World Radio for their support. And... Uh, my dear friend, listening today, uh, why not to be part of this uh, broadcast? Uh, today, uh, you can send us a text message to 04-888-808-11. Maybe you have a prayer request or you want to pray for some people as uh, David was just praying um, before. I'm also very happy to talk uh, to you about this incredible book we have today to offer you. And that's called the Incredible Power of Prayer by Roger Morneau. I read a couple of books by this gentleman. It's amazing. When you take a book in your hands by Roger Morneau, you don't put it down until you finish it. Uh, this gentleman, he had uh, really amazing stories and experiences with God through prayer, how God was protecting even himself and uh, sparing his life. And, you know, you just need to send us a text message to... Zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one, and we'll be very happy to organize for you the um, offer which uh, we have for today. And the code it's SA one three four. SA stands for South Australia one three four. Just send a text message to zero four triple eight eight zero eight double one. And our friendly uh, robot will uh, take you through through some questions. Tracy. Before you move on, I'd like to make a comment about that book because that's a book that's changed the way that I do prayer. 
Roger Morno talks about the fact that he has a big prayer journal. Uh, lots of people uh, send him in prayer requests, uh, ask him to pray, and he needed to systematize this mm-hmm. thing. And after reading that, that's something that I do, and that completely, you know, starting a prayer journal and really getting serious about recording my prayers, recording answers to prayers, recording changes to prayers, all of that kind of thing completely changed my prayer life. So for listeners, I would encourage you to text in and get that book. It will really, I hope, change your life for the better, your prayer life the way it did for me. Well, Tracy, I may ask you a bit later on to put a plug for this book again yourself. Uh, but that book is The Incredible Power of Prayer by Roger Morneau. Please send us a text message with the code SA134 to 04888-80811. Tracy, let's uh, uh, look into this uh, topic which we have prepared for today. And uh, that's to share about even unto death. I mean, when you say that phrase, you know, it's a bit y- scary. Y- isn't yesterday it? I just uh, attended a funeral myself, you know, mm. and actually it was a, a very good uh, time to remember certain things. You know, I knew these people, and but it was a very good um, uh, how you call that um, talk, you know, uh, there and uh, you, the eulogy. Even, yes, even the eulogy, and also the remembering about this uh, gentleman who mm. passed away, but. I was reminded again that uh, only two things are certain, like death and taxes. taxes. And um, uh, the speaker there said, you know what? People are trying and they find some ways to, you know, go around the taxes, you know, sometime, you know. They're but no one wants to try and get around the death thing but too. You know, they no, haven't got there yet. No, no. <laughs> what would you like to to share with us and to take us into this uh, subject uh, Well, today I wanted to focus on Paul and his prayer life because Paul was a real combatant for God, if you like, a real warrior for God. And as such, he actually suffered quite a lot. He had, you know, um, he, we've, we've got so much about, uh, his, his, uh, life and his mission work for, for God. And as a result, we, we know quite a lot about, uh, what he had to endure. And I just wanted to kind of focus on him, uh, as our method, if you like, for looking at how standing for God May sometimes even mean even unto death. Mm. Um, so, uh, Paul suffered for Christ and he actually gives a, a, a list of it in 2 Corinthians 11, 24 to 28. He says, from the Jews five times I received 40 stripes minus one. Three times I was beaten with rods. Once I was stoned. Three times I was shipwrecked. At night and a day I've been in the deep, in journeys often, in perils of water, in perils of robbers, in perils of my own countrymen, mm-hmm. in perils of the Gentiles, in perils in the city, in perils in the wilderness, in perils in the sea, in perils among false Brethren, in weariness and toil, in sleeplessness often, in hunger and thirst, in fastings often, in cold and nakedness. Besides the other things, what comes upon me daily? My deep concern for all the churches. So we know that, you know, he was a great warrior for Christ, um, and yet he suffered. He suffered. Um, Even if uh, Paul uh, knew that, uh, later on, you know, in life that he, he's going to, to end up, you know, uh, people... 
uh, tried a few times to take his life, you know, and God uh, uh, protected him and preserved his life because he knew that he he had some plans with him. Exactly. But at the same time, uh, Paul was not afraid of uh, dying. He said, you know, if I need to stand before those people, who, if God knows that even it will cost me my life, mm. I'm ready. Mm. I'm ready mm. to go uh, that far. Mm. I wonder if we are um, so strong in our faith with God to say these things. Exactly. And we need to kind of look a little bit about, uh, uh, look at, some of his methods, I think, to help us to maybe take on board some of those things. You know, Paul even knew he was going to be killed mm. because this was foretold by a prophet in Acts twenty-one ten to 11. This is uh, Luke writing and uh, he was actually accompanying uh, Paul and he says, and as we stayed many days, they were in Caesarea at that point in time, or Caesarea, I think different people pronounce it differently, a certain prophet named Agabus came down from Judea. When he had come to us, he took Paul's belt, bound his own hands and feet and said, Thus says the Holy Spirit, so shall the Jews at Jerusalem bind the man who owns this belt and deliver him in the hands of the Gentiles. And I think it's really interesting, and you kind of reference this a little bit, um, Nick, when we look at Paul's reaction to that, the the, the very next um, uh, text, it says, Now when he heard these things, both we, so this is Luke and the other disciples who mm-hmm. were with them, and those from that place pleaded with him not to go up to Jerusalem. Then Paul answered, What do you mean by weeping and breaking my heart? For I am ready not only to be bound, but also to die at Jerusalem for the name of the Lord Jesus. And then Luke goes on, So when he would not be persuaded, we ceased, saying, The will of the Lord be done. But some may kind of question Mm. what God's doing in this situation. Somebody who's standing so strongly for God and yet is encountering all of these difficulties and even is being, you know, prophesied about, about his death. You know, how is it possible to withstand all of this? How Mm. did Paul withstand all of this and yet not lose hope and faith? Um, You know, after all, isn't our God so great that he can keep us from all of this? Mm You referenced this um, somewhat, Nick, when we said, you know, he had plans mm. for for Paul, and we know that, you know, there there was a part of that plan where he would be arrested, and he had opportunities to to speak in the royal courts and all of that. So sometimes, you know, we don't. Well, we all don't know the end from the beginning, but God does, and sometimes He has interesting methods to bring about uh, His plans. Interesting on on this one. I may pose again uh, this question which you just mentioned. Uh, how is possible to withstand uh, all of the hardship and difficulties and not losing hope? What's the secret? Is that a secret? Is that an ingredient there which can help us to uh, to stay strong in doesn't matter what circumstance? Well, as we've been focusing all, all this week, I believe that when we look at Paul's life, we can see that prayer was his secret weapon mm. or his power that supported his life. And 
I think um, what I'd like to do, Nick, today is take a look at his prayer life um, to see what we might observe from that because I believe that if we are to lead a victorious Christian life and particularly if we want to be used mightily by God, prayer needs to be our weapon of choice against the enemy also. Mm, mm. Oh, wonderful, wonderful. Well, look, um, let's yeah, let's look at uh, uh, Paul's uh, prayer uh, you know, life and uh, what that um, bring to our attention and how we can be encouraged and uh, motivated. I know mm. uh, we are called to follow Jesus and his example, but mm. Jesus had also people like Paul mm. who, you know, this is interesting. I find out that not many people say this, probably only the only one which I can recall now that was Paul who said, walk into my footsteps because I walk in the footsteps of Jesus, you know. We are not encouraging people to walk in the footsteps of somebody, you know, some people, whatever it is, even a spiritual guru and, you know. But in this case here, Paul really gave us a good example of how he gave himself fully to God. Share with us a bit more on uh, on his life and the prayer. Uh, well, life I put of together Paul. I put together seven observations from his prayer life, and you know these are just principles that may be helpful to to people in their own prayer life. The first thing I think we need to uh, take on board is that his own personal prayers were laden with thanks to God, mm. and they were constant. I'm just going to quickly go through a few of these. Philippians one three to I thank my God upon every remembrance of you, always in every prayer of mine, making requests for you all with joy, blah, 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 blah. I won't mm. continue on that one. Uh, Colossians 1, 9 to 12. For this reason, we also, since the day we heard it, do not cease to pray for you and to ask that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will in all wisdom and spiritual understanding, that you may walk worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing him, giving thanks to the Father who has qualified us to be partakers of the inheritance of the saints in the light. 1 Thessalonians 1 begins, We give thanks to God always for you, for you all, making mention of you in all our prayers, remembering without ceasing your work of faith, labor of love, and patience of hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. 2 Thessalonians, We are bound to thank God always for you, brethren, as it is fitting because your faith grows exceedingly, and the love of every one of you all abounds Toward each other. 1 Timothy 1 12 to 14. And I thank Christ Jesus our Lord who has enabled me because he counted me faithful, putting me into the ministry. Um, then that all goes on f- further. Therefore I exert. Exhort, for, first of all, that supplications, prayers, intercession, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings, and all who are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and reverence. And I could go on. Yes. You know, there and, are and many by- that is, I, you know, I thank you, my God. I'm praying, uh, you know, ceaselessly for mm. you. And by the way, just uh, I know because of time, we may just rush on s- some of these passages. But my dear friend listening today, why not to take time and look into those passages, you know, just allow them to speak to you. Mm. You know, the Bible, it's in a, a, such a, I cannot compare with any other book or anything because it speaks for every individual at his time, in his condition, you can find help support encouragement you know everything what we're looking in this life to find and we don't and we are disappointed Mm. if we give attention to the word of god 
the word of God, it's the living word of God, which can transform our lives, can help us in difficulties, in the condition. I'm encouraging you, my dear friend, listening today to really uh, allow the word of God to speak to you. And if you have a, a question, you may want to know how you could even access maybe in a better way uh, the word of God. Why not to send us a text message or ask us? We are happy to, to help. We are happy to support in whatever mean uh, possible. Again, the number where you can be part of the program with us is 4 so moving on, observation number two, Paul believed prayer to be powerful, effective and necessary and he asked for prayer. Even though Paul was an apostle and he was one of the greatest missionaries the world's ever seen, he knew his own weaknesses and he knew that he was utterly dependent upon God and Paul knew that he could not uh, be effective in his ministry or escape from those seeking to destroy him. And so he asked the church for prayers so God could intervene and do what he could not. Mm. Um, this is why he often asked for prayer. In Philippians one nineteen. he says, I know that through your prayers and the help of the Spirit of Jesus Christ, it will turn out for my deliverance. Um, the next thing I wanted to bring uh, up was that Paul knew that when we pray for someone in ministry, we join them in ministry. Uh, in Romans 15.30, he says, Now I beg you, brethren, through the Lord Jesus Christ and through the love of the Spirit, that you strive together with me in prayers to God for me. So Paul appeals to our common Lord, Jesus Christ, and our common love, which is the Spirit's fruit, because he knows that those in the body of the Christ in the body of Christ should care for one another. And when we pray for our believers in ministry, we strive with them in mm, God's work. God mm. uses our prayers to propel others to greater heights and effectiveness in ministry, heights and effectiveness that would not be there without the prayer of faithful friends. So, you know, listener, you might feel like, oh, well, you know, how can I be used for God? But your prayers are a really, really powerful tool that you can be using to um, help strengthen those people who are perhaps out doing other things mm-hmm. for for God. So mm. just just remember your important part um, in in doing work for God. Um, observation number four: Paul desired to serve the church and fellowship with her. A love of his brothers and sisters in Christ emanated from Paul, and he was a spiritual father of many. Several times Paul showed his deep desire for fellowship and time with those he ministered to. So this is, Nick, where we know that having a church family Mm. who we pray together with is so important. We're coming together in our prayers. Romans 15, 31, 32 says, Pray that my service in Jerusalem, this is Paul asking them Mm -hmm. for prayer, may be acceptable to the saints there so that by God's will I may come to you with joy and together with you be refreshed. He was looking so much forward to spending time with the rest of the church in fellowship and prayer together. Yes. Tracy, you just mentioned a bit earlier that uh, as we're going through the week of prayer, now in many churches they hold this uh, some of them uh, every day of the week uh, some of them going on Zoom do you see their power Mm. when you come together because we can pray any one of us we can pray anywhere or anytime but when you come together intentionally 
do you see there some uh, difference? Because as you just pointed out here, uh, Paul, it's also asking for support. It's mm. asking here for encouragement. Mm. Maybe even in your own life, Tracy, you may be able to share something, how mm. prayer help you to go to the next level, if you like. Yeah, I mean... Um Look, I enjoy my personal prayer time too. I, I really do. But there's something, there's a different element when we come together and, and pray. Um, I, f- I have found that since I've been part of a prayer group the last few years, I have become even more convinced in the power of, the pr- mm. of prayer. We have seen so many situations Turned turned around. Uh, some, you know, we're still praying for, but some, you know, have really turned around uh, in in mighty mighty ways. And one of the good things that it's done for me is it's helped me to get my mind off myself mm. and my own needs. Mm. Um, because when you're joined with other people praying together, uh, it's all your collective collective needs that that you're you're focusing on and there's that blessing you know the the scriptures tell us that there's you know i don't understand the science behind it but we're told that there's an extra element of power when more than one person is praying about something yeah. you know i'll ha- maybe have to wait until i get to heaven to be able to understand what are, you know what are the science and the physics but behind it but certainly my little brain and the way I think about it is that God really moves strongly on those situations because he knows that not only one person will be blessed, but a number of people will be blessed when he moves on those situations yeah. because and and a number of people will have their faith strengthened through that. So uh, it's just been an absolute privilege and um, something that's added uh, a wonderful element to my spiritual life. Oh, thank you for sharing with us. And you know what? Uh, from my point of view, you don't need to understand all the science behind mm-hmm. it. Uh, you need to just try. Yeah. Try and see how good is the Lord, you know. Um, and this is, uh, my dear friend, you can actually experience that yourself. Doesn't cost anything, you know. Come along. Pray together. Find some people people to pray with. Find a prayer partner. I think this is very important because, you know, the Bible says that to confess each other, you know, uh, it doesn't mean here that you need to go and confess because some other person may be able to forgive you. It's not a thing. It's that to confess to each other the struggles, the things we go, you're going through and find support. Mm. Find support. I think this is the whole thing. Hey, I'm going to take a short break here right now. Mm. We have a wonderful song and uh, my dear friend listening, uh, don't go anywhere. Be prepared. Take maybe a, um, a pen, a piece of paper and write down the phone number uh, which we'll give because I'll ask Tracy to talk to us a little bit the offer which we have for today. But right now, a wonderful song, Time with God in Prayer. When I pause in the hush of His holy Still, I can hear each wind. 
Wonderful song. Well, welcome back to Faith FM uh, Drive Time BQ&A with Nick Rita. In the studio with us here, it's uh, Tracy Papandreou, our uh, regular uh, co-host. We just had the beginning of the program, David Lima from Family Voice Australia. But I'm very happy to say hello to a friend of mine here in the studio. And I may ask him if he's not to, uh, you know, ad hoc, uh, maybe to even pray for us today during this program. And I will uh, say hello to our good friend, Sujit. It's good to have you with us, Sujit. Hello, listeners, and uh, hello to Nick and Tracy. Thank you. (laughs) Well, uh, yeah, thank you for uh, staying with us here in the studio as we are going through this uh, topic uh, about prayer. But Tracy, I'd like to come to you right now, and if you could take us through the offer which we have today, and I think we have another announcement. Yeah, sure. So I mentioned earlier, Nick, um, this great book that we've got uh, on offer today, The Incredible Power of Prayer by Roger Morneau, and I mentioned that this book, changed my prayer life considerably so listeners please we we implore you uh, text in for this offer because I think you will also experience a deeper level of prayer as a result of this book well that's what I hope for you mm. let me just read the synopsis uh, Nick every year Roger Morneau received thousands of calls and letters requesting intercessory prayer in this book he shares God's amazing answers and shows how you too can take hold of the incredible power of prayer 
Some miracles have saved him from certain death, but most are in response to prayers for others. Patients dying in a hospital get well. Shattered families are reunited. Addicts find freedom and hearts are changed. So, listener, please uh, text in for your free book. And, Nick, what is the number that they need to text yes, in on? Yes, the phone number is 04888-8081. And the code is SA134. And the other thing that I wanted to flag also to for our Adelaide listeners is our free community Faith FM dinner, which is taking place at 6 p.m. Saturday, the 16th of September. So that's coming up. Uh, and uh, this is an opportunity for you to have dinner with uh, Roggy, Robbie Bergen, who's going to be hosting it. Robbie Bergen is the uh, host of the Faith Experiment program, and he's actually going to be... Um, giving a presentation on digital currencies, prophecy, and cashless societies, which should be very interesting. Mm. But um, apart from that, listeners, this is your opportunity to come and get to know all of um, us presenters on drive time. Uh, You can put a face to the voice that that you hear. And so much for us, uh, we're really looking forward to getting to know all of you a little bit more closely as well. So you need to RSVP for that event. We need to make sure we've got enough food for you if you're coming. Uh, so go to the website and the events area there and please um, RSVP. That's going to be held at um, Prospect in South Australia. So we really encourage you to uh, get involved and come along and let's get to know each other. Mm, wonderful. Thank you. Thank you so much, Tracy. Hey, time is um, going very fast today and uh, we are going um, I mean we are talking today about uh, the power of prayer and in particularly we have Paul as an example today. Tracy before the break you uh, took us through some points you know in Paul's life uh, maybe like uh, Paul knew uh, that when we pray for someone in ministry we join, join them in the in the ministry you know mm. uh, and uh, you yeah, we can be part of those ministries just simply by praying about that. Paul also desired to serve the church uh, and fellowship mm. with uh, with the church. Yeah. Mm. And I, I think you are going to take us to a couple of more points uh, and then just we'll try to wrap it up today. Yeah, I have a couple of points, but just going back to that, that first recap that you did, listeners, Faith FM is a ministry. Please join us in that ministry and please pray for us. We're just, you know, uh, defective human beings, just like everybody. We're not anything special. Um, so we really, really need your prayers that God Thank will that, use Tracy. this program in a mighty way to bring fruit for him. So please include us in, in your prayers. So just moving on, point number five, Paul asked for a bold and clear proclamation of the gospel. The gospel was of first importance for the Apostle Paul, and we know that through 1 Corinthians 15.3. His gospel focus comes out in his personal prayer requests. He repressed Request prayer for the right words in sharing the gospel in Ephesians 6.19. To proclaim the gospel without fear in Ephesians 6.20. For clarity in communication in Colossians 4.4. For doors to be opened for the 
gospel, Colossians 4.2, and that God's word would speed ahead and be honored in 2 Thessalonians 3.1. He doesn't want to leave any room for miscommunication, but rather he prays and requests prayer for the gospel to run through his ministry. Mm, A little bit like mm, what I've just done, please, asking for you guys out there to be praying for us. And this focus shows the deep compassion and eternal focus of Paul, something that we all would do well to emulate. Point six, Paul requested prayer to be rescued from evil men. He often had a target on his back due to opposition from the Jews and the Gentiles and false teachers, and he constantly coveted the prayers of the saints. Mm. Um In the last point, Paul submitted his request to the will of God, and this is an important one. Paul's request in Romans 15 asked for prayer to be with the Romans, and then he ends it by God's will. Even as an apostle with apostolic authority, Paul knows that his prayers need to follow the pattern taught by Christ, who taught his disciples to pray, your will be done, and Christ himself prayed when he was in in the Garden of Gethsemane, but not as I will, but as you will. So not all of our plans are answered as we would like, but like Paul, we can trust God and his perfect will to work things for the good of those who love him and the good of the kingdom. We talked about the week of prayer. Mm-hmm. I talked a little bit about what our um, church had been doing. We've had some open homes and we've been sharing together. And that's given us all Peace, courage, mm. and power, mm. and uh, these are things that um, are open to all of us. I, I like how you you pointed in those uh, three uh, aspects. You know, to have peace. You know, we are troubled troubled by many things in life, mm. but mm. we need to have peace in our hearts because God is in control. We need to also take courage, mm. you know, and move forward and be uh, prepared to face whatever is. Because the power is promised to us through mm. the Holy Spirit. If we ask, we'll receive. Mm. That's what the, the Bible says. And thank you so much, Tracy, for taking us through this. Uh, uh, I know the time we, we um, would love to have another half an hour at least to expand a little bit more here. But I want to take a little bit of time, if it's possible now, just uh, to pray. Mm. And uh, as I mentioned here, we have a friend with us in the studio today also. I may ask uh, Sujit to pray with us. Uh, uh, Sujit, would you like to just say a few words in prayer and then I'll ask you, Tracy, maybe to take us to, to close with prayer. Mm. Sure. Yeah, for sure. I'll, let's bow our heads and pray, listeners. And um, dear Heavenly Father, we just want to thank you for all what you have given us and and the words that are spoken here today may it go out and touch people's hearts a lot. And above all, O oh Lord, give us the peace, O oh Lord God, that surpasses all understanding. Mm-hmm. Uh, we may not have utilized all. We learned a lot today about prayer. Teach us, O oh Lord God, uh, what we know not. Uh, give us, O oh Lord God, what we have not, Lord, and mm-hmm. and make us, O oh Lord God, what we are not as, you know, just like your son, Jesus Christ, O oh Lord God. Mm-hmm. We pray this in the Heavenly Father's name, in Christ, Lord God, and the Holy Spirit, Lord God.
Amen. Amen. And Heavenly Father, I just want to pray for our listeners, Lord. I just pray that your Holy Spirit would come in and touch their minds, their hearts, their ears. You know every one of them. You know every hair on their head, dear Lord. You know their needs. You know their hurts. You know their pain. You know their happiness and their joy. And Lord, I just pray you would use all of those things where there is difficulty, that you would ease that difficulty, but that you would even bring peace in the middle of the storm. And I thank you that we can lean on you and have that peace. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Thank you, Tracy. Thank you, Sujit, uh, for the prayers. May God bless you all. Uh, Dear friend, uh, this is the time for us. We have to close here, but join us again next time. We are going to talk, uh, isn't all religion essentially the same? And the question we'll pose first is, uh, does um, what I believe matter? Until then, may God richly bless you and have have a wonderful walk in the footsteps of Jesus. This program has been made possible by the support of Adventist World Radio.